Thanks for tuning in to Power to the People Radio. I'm Robin Code, and this week's show is brought to you by Central Kentucky Surge, showing up for racial justice. We are part of a national network of white people organizing other white people for racial justice. This week, Surge member Tina Durbin sat down with Kiara Raglan, her mom Andrea, and her aunt Kim Baird to talk about racism within Fayette County Public Schools. Kiara is a freshman at Lafayette High School who recently received an assignment that included several uses of a racial slur. This assignment was supposed to provoke discussion about the language used in To Kill a Mockingbird before the students read it, and it definitely did provoke discussion, but not in the way the teacher expected. Kiara was surprised to see this word on her homework and told her family and her mentor about it. After her mentor shared it online, the assignment went viral. She spoke to us this week about the overwhelming response she's gotten. All right. So um, my name is Tina Durbin, and I am here with Andrea Raglan and her daughter, Kiera. And um, I just want to basically start out this interview with a few questions about, I guess, what brings us here together. My daughter brought home from school a few weeks ago an assignment that she received from her language arts teacher. The assignment had to do with the book To Kill a Mockingbird, which my daughter has read. The majority of the students have not read the book, and so the teacher had an assignment that addressed the N-word, and her point was to get the students' reactions to the word, to have a discussion of the um, N-word before they actually read the book. Um, however, the assignment, um, we believe, was a little bit over the top. The assignment. Um, didn't fit Fay County Public School standards. So um, that's basically what brought us here today. It caused a lot of outrage and uh, it became viral online. Um, and it actually became national. Um, CNN, BET, other outlets like that picked up the story because they feel like that this is something that needs to be discussed. This is a, a, a bigger picture about some racial in, uh, inequalities in schools. Um, how the children were being targeted, how the children felt being able to, uh, after they read the assignment, um, being able to discuss it with this teacher. So that's basically what the situation is doing right now. Okay. So, Kira, apparently it was your classroom. So what, um, how did this make you feel um, when you got that assignment and how did you first react? I was shocked when I first got the assignment because I've never received anything like this before from a teacher. So when I saw the assignment and how the word was used multiple times and the questions that didn't really have anything to do with the book because I've read it before, I was shocked. I didn't know how to feel. So I went home to express my thoughts with my mom and she saw the paper and she didn't know how to feel. So we shared it with some friends and they expressed their concerns saying this is wrong, this needs to be spoken out about, this shouldn't happen. So that's when it went viral online and stuff. And classmates reached out and everyone just started talking about it went viral. And so since then what kinds of things have happened I guess at the school level and maybe on a personal level as well? Well on a personal level I have received a lot of calls and texts from friends not just from Lafayette friends from different high schools people from Instagram my followers they have been very positive towards me congratulating me saying I did the right thing and even at school, I've met a lot of kids 
um, black kids at the school who've come to me and thanked me and said, keep standing up for our rights, keep doing it, keep doing what you're doing. And even white kids, they said they would have done the same thing. I've also received some negative feedback. A girl confronted me in the hallway a couple of days later, and she claimed that everything I said on the news, WKYT, was a lie. Instead, she was going to make the class sign petition to get me kicked out of school. And then I've also received a, um, a death threat from a kid in school. That was pretty hard. So um, the school had been very responsive, responsive things like that, very positive. The principal, I don't know how to thank him for everything he's done. He's been great. And then the dean of students, she's been amazing. I, they helped me so much through all of this. The teacher, she issued an apology a couple of days after I went viral and um, she was very emotional about it, said she was sorry. She thought the discussion was good, was logical, that it was healthy, and she said she was hurt to know that some kids left the room offended. So she issued an apology, but it wasn't, let's say it wasn't personal. Let's say she didn't issue it right. I know where she was trying to go with it, but it just didn't come out right. No, it, it felt awkward. The, it wasn't sincere. The whole class said they felt awkward. So I've been dealing with a lot of feedback from that and the like I said, mainly positive. Do you know if the assignment had been used previously and there had been no reaction or response? And to clarify a lot of misinformation that was given online, this assignment was um, made by this teacher in, in particular. That we were not discussing the um, whether or not we enjoyed the book or whether or not um, it should be discussed whatsoever. This teacher has given the assignment out twice and she did not have prior approval from the school. Um, there's policy in place that says any type of controversial or sensitive matter um, should be approved by the administration before it's given out to children for such reasons. And that's why uh, the superintendent uh, made the statement that this assignment was not acceptable. Um, other language arts teachers spoke out and again it's not to discuss the book. It was the assignment in particular. Um, again when you look at some of the blogs and some things online a lot of people think that we're trying to ban the book, get the teacher fired, any type of this negative. It's not the point. Nobody's going after the teacher's job and um, we're not trying to get the book banned, although that is a different discussion for a different day. But um, the assignment itself was what, uh, what was in discussion. And um, she says she's not going to use that anymore. Uh, the principal said there will be some sensitivity training. Um, there's also talks of an assembly. Um, Devon Karama, he's one of our public speakers. He has a wonderful assembly that he does called the Power Words. And it fits this situation 100%. Um, the teacher, whether or not she intended to or not, did not realize the power of the word, power of that assignment, what it did to these children, how it affected these children. So hopefully we can get him to come in and speak to the children at Lafayette as well, and the teachers and the, and the faculty and staff about the power of words. And, and that's what this is about, the power of those words. So how has the environment been in that classroom or at Lafayette since the incident and I guess um, since the apology? Well, the day of the apology, like I said, it was very awkward. No one knew how to respond. People, we, we just didn't have that satisfaction. We didn't have that feeling. So the day after that, when, well, when she issued the apology, that was before I went on WKYT and gave the news. She didn't know it was me speaking out about it. 
So after I went on the news and my name, the whole school was talking about it, talking about me. I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know if I wanted to go back to class or not. The principal spoke to me and I told him I was comfortable and I'll do it. So walking the class that day, I didn't know what to expect. But the teacher didn't make any mention of it. No one did, really. We knew there was an elephant in the room, but no one addressed it. So we went on business as usual as if nothing's happened. And it's been that way since. I answer questions in class as I did before, and nothing out of the ordinary happened. Just everything's been normal. But you can still feel, you feel the tension. Well, if you can explain a little bit further, um, she was able to meet and speak with the administrative dean, and she took care around to different teachers. The teachers have reached out to her, said a lot of wonderful things. Um, it's been a great experience um, so far as far as the people have reached out, um, wanted to hear from her. I'm glad that someone so young was able to speak out about something so sensitive. So um, she's got a lot of great uh, response and again a lot of uh, outreach um, nationwide. Um, the original post that went out, it's had um, over 518 comments, 336 shares on this one post alone. And uh, again, it went to national venues. So just to say this is something that needed to be discussed um, on another level. So prior to this event, would you have expected this kind of assignment? I mean, was there any, I guess, prior indication that this climate even existed or? No, this caught me completely off guard. I liked the teacher a lot beforehand and I felt like she liked me like it was a good relationship. I felt it was, I thought it was good. But when I received this assignment, like I said, it came as a shock because I didn't expect that to come from that teacher specifically. And then the students, the way they reacted, some of the students didn't, they weren't very appropriate about it. I didn't expect that from them because they wouldn't come, at, they wouldn't do it like to my face. But when we had the discussion, people's true colors started to show and I wasn't expecting that. A lot of surprises from people I didn't expect, I didn't expect it. On another scale, uh, Kara's always been in advanced classes. Um, there's not a lot of minorities in these advanced classes. That's something that minorities have had to deal with, you know, all along. And so for her to have to deal with such a, a, a sensitive subject, being one of the few minority students in the class, and then with all the other children having to say all the things that they had to say that could be hurtful, um, demeaning, degrading, and she basically had to deal with that by herself. Um, I know the teacher um, stated she should, Kiara should have came to her with her concerns. However, she was the one that you know, perpetrated this. She was the one that gave the assignment to begin with. So clearly the children wouldn't have felt comfortable going with to the teacher. She's the one that gave the assignment to begin with that caused um, so much disruption. But um, Kiara's had to deal with a lot of racism because of the assignment, but also before that she's different. She's going to be one of the few minorities in her classes, so she has to have a certain way about her. Um, but for her to sp uh, sp speak out about this subject, I was really proud of her. I was really proud of her to do that. As well you should be. Thank you. <laughs> and she has a and lot brave, to say. Brave. Um, yeah. Another tragedy that happened at Lafayette in the last week, we you know, haven't been able to continue you know, speaking with the principal and 
getting the issue resolved. Um, so there are more important things going on right now with the death of Miss Gay, but um, we definitely want to go in and pick this subject back up and, and go forward with um, educating and everyone about this situation, um, the awareness, making sure everybody is um, on the same page as far as how to deal with minority children in the school. There is definitely a racial divide there. Well, and you mentioned the sensitivity training. So other than Divine Karama and his power of words, what else would you like to see happen, um, I guess, in the schools or at the school level, not just perhaps at Lafayette, but maybe perhaps district-wide? Well, the principal spoke of a sensitivity training, which is not, um, it's completely separate from the other thing I discussed with Divine. I'm not sure what training that he is requesting of his teacher or what training the teachers have to have. Um, that alone, I think, is something that needs to be discussed. Um, what, if any, training these teachers have already had uh, and what will have to happen at this point. I'm still yet to have a, a meeting with the school about this so there's there's a lot that needs to happen and again on a bigger scale um, the scores the test scores are, are, are falling minority gaps are there there there's a lot that needs to be discussed and so we haven't had the opportunity to discuss that with the school yet but that's definitely something that needs to happen so what was your level of I guess um, interaction and activity before all of this and since this where where do you want to go does it push you even more it does it does um, there's a lot of community leaders that I was able to meet through this experience um, Sarah Williams Jesus Jesus is um, wonderful he's been great um, Jesus Gonzalez Roslyn people like that who have a voice um, they um, did a protest outside of Fayette County Public Schools and continue to have a presence in the Fayette County School Board meetings. So that, that's great. Um, people like that, I, I'm really starting to learn a lot from them and understand that things need to be done. We have to act on. So that's something that I'm going to have to start, you know, learning from them. Well, aside from you, Kiara, where does this take you now? Takes me <laughs> to a whole other place. I mean, I took a class during the summer of the Ron Corrado, right, a creative writing class, and he brought up something in the class that really spoke to me, that really called to me. The class was the majority of black children, so he started talking, and he said, the majority of your music today, he said, is it appropriate? And everyone said no. He said, the things people are saying in the hallways, the way people are talking to each other, just the way people are nowadays, is that acceptable to you? And all of us said no. And he said, what are you guys going to do about it? and there was a complete silence in the room. He said, do you guys want to do something about it? And we all said yes. And he said, that starts with you. How are you going to deal with it? So I've thought about that ever since that summer of seventh grade. I thought about it. I didn't know how to stand up. I wanted to fix something because it wasn't right, but I didn't know how. So my, when my opportunity came and I was basically posted everywhere and people expected me to go further with this. I said, why not? I mean, let's run with this. Let's make a difference. Let's finally make that difference you've been wanting to make. I've had a conversation with the dean of students and one of the Lafayette football coaches and they said that um, the difference between me and those other kids who want to make a difference is they're scared. They don't know what to expect. The football coach said, why do you think you're one of the very few kids in advanced classes? Your whole life you've been like this. Why? He said, I've talked to a lot of kids and they're scared. They're scared to take that step. They're scared 
to be the only kid in that class. A lot of kids dropped out because they were scared. They don't like being that only child. They felt left out their whole life. They're scared. So I think now is finally that time for people to not be scared again. We need to start talking about issues like this because this isn't the first time this has happened to anyone. This isn't the first time this has happened to me. But why can't it be the last? I want people to start standing up for this because, like Devon Karama said, we need a Martin Luther King Jr. We don't have one of this generation. We need someone to be the voice. So that starts not just me or Roslyn or Devon Karama or anyone else speaking out about this. It starts with everyone. So. I just want people out there to know that you are not alone in this. There's plenty of other kids I've spoken to, including me, that have been going through a lot of racism. But the only way it's going to stop is if we say something about it. And I think that starts with us, this generation. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Drop the mic. Um, <laughs> I think that. So where where's your future? College? What? What are your goals? Oh, definitely ultimately. <laughs> definitely goals. But I don't know what I want to do. I play saxophone in the Lafayette band. I'm in the advanced jazz band, and music is definitely a big part of me. I would love to continue my music career, so that's definitely something I've been looking at. I've always been a fan of language arts, so and I love writing. So being an author is also something I've been looking at. And I like medical, so doctor. Three completely different <laughs> spectrums of <laughs> careers. Have you wrote what three books so far? Yeah, she's written, written books. books. She's an author. So I don't know. I'm just gonna let what happen. I'm gonna see where I am from here to now. I'm just gonna see what happens. And how old are you again? And what grade? I'm 14, and I'm in ninth grade. Okay. Okay. Anything else that? Either of you want to add or Kim, please. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? <laughs> well, I don't know. How do you follow that exactly? The 14 year old steals the air in the room. That's okay. We need more. She, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting here as her aunt looking at her. You know, I remember when she was a baby, and I, you know, I'm still looking at her like a baby, and I'm listening to all these adult words coming out of her, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of her. Um, and I'm trying, um, when my sister called first to say, let me get your reaction. <laughs> and then text messages, check Facebook. You know, and it was just kind of this thing that's been going on and on. And, um, you know, and I'm, you know, check the news and check the paper. And, you know, and I've even got calls and I've told, you know, um, one of the two of them, you know, a friend of mine, the, you know, student that goes with her. And so part of me is this protective aunt wanting to go to the school and, well, who's saying something? And what's, you know, when she came over the other day and I was like, okay, you know, if I need to go to the school, um, but then I'm also trying to step back because I'm looking at her like she's got this. You know, she's just, she's absolutely amazing. She's absolutely correct. Um, I've had discussions, you know, at work with people um, and one of three there in my office as well. And, and the, what I'm finding out is um, if you've not had experienced that, if you don't know what it feels like to have somebody say that word to you, it's very hard for you to try to tell somebody else how they're supposed to feel. And so when she called and I said, I did read the book. It's probably one of the first books I fully read through and I loved it. And, I, and the message that's in there, the social injustice and the standing up for the rights and things like that, I think is a great discussion and therefore a great book. But 
when you are a particular teacher trying to, and using the full word and trying to, you know, introduce that in the class without giving the parents a heads up so that they can address it with their students, this is what's about to happen. Because you don't know what the thoughts are you don't, of, of the other kids in the class. You don't know the environment they're growing up in. Some think that's bad. Some think it's okay to say that. And so if you've got this fire starting that starts in class and you haven't talked to the kids first to say, here's what's about to happen or here's how you address that, then you're going to have a lot of issues. So that's what she and I, um, well, the three of us, I guess, have really kind of discussed throughout this time. Um, that, you know, it's, it's fine if that's the intent of your assignment, but there's ways to do it. And then you've got to be sensitive to how that's going to affect others. And you've got to have a plan for all those contingencies. So. And that's where the fire storm, a lot of people were very upset, wanted the teacher fired, things like that. A lot of people were mad at me for not getting madder. Why didn't I go down to the school? Why wasn't I burning the place down? I mean, everybody wanted that outrage. But the other thing that I, as a mother, have to remember, this child still has to go to that class. She still has to be there. So having the wrong way of handling this would hurt her more than anybody else. Um, and so much after you know, I got the assignment, um, I emailed the teacher, I emailed the principal, spoke out to the school. We um, did not speak out um, to the media at all during that time. It was fall break. We did not. We purposely did not speak to the media for that reason. We wanted to get the respect to reach out to the school first, let them respond first. We purposely um, did not release the teacher's name whatsoever because it Again, it's not about her um, and then it, it just shows that there is still some um, teaching that needs to go on with the teachers there needs to be um, some kind of a action to help these teachers so that the next kids coming up my niece is going to be in ninth grade next year so let's do something so this doesn't happen again for another child another generation so it just opens the, everybody's eyes that something needs to be done here now that you have spoken and been a part of the interview, would you like to say your name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been sitting here quietly, haven't I? My name is Kimberly Bayard, and I am Andrea's sister. So this is my niece here. <laughs> and so you can take my entire interview out and just leave them to it. <laughs> that would be great. That you were fantastic. I wasn't. No, that you, were, great. you were great. You were great. Calm, Andrea, the family spokesperson. What I did want to say officially, but these, I'm the shy one, believe it or not. I don't do the speaking out like uh, Jesus and, and all of them do. Um, she does, but that's the reason why I give this piece to them, to let them, and they did, they ran with it. But I'm, I'm the shy one. Well, does anyone have anything else to add to the 15-minute interview that is now 21 minutes? See? Okay. <laughs> Does anyone have anything else they want to add? No. I, I, I think this would... Oh, go ahead. Did you have something? I was going to say, I think this would be great. Okay. Well put. No, actually, I, I really did want to reach out to the family of Tyson Gay and, and everything that's going on. Lexington. We've had, what, three shootings in the last few weeks. Um, the girl who um, died in Winburn, mm -hmm. um, all that that's going on, and that affects these children. These are all young kids that are dying, and so... The children have to be able to put that into perspective as well. So I definitely want to reach out to those families and, and tell them that our hearts and prayers are going out for them. Um, I hope Lafayette's able to deal with uh, a lot of racial comments. Uh, negative comments came out of the little girl's death, asking why she was out at 4 o'clock in the morning, things like that. that. That should never have been a question. I almost questioned why the news put that on there as much as they did as if that time 
made a big difference in the fact that she was just in the wrong place in the wrong time and, and was murdered. So again, that's something else she has to deal with going to school and dealing with those racial comments. So um, definitely my heart's go out um, to that and hopefully we can do something about this violence. Um, I also know that downtown a lot of people's signs were vandalized in their front yard. Yes. Um, negative racial things were being spray painted on their property. Um, this has to stop. Yes, coming together as a community, um, not just as students and teachers, but students, teachers, families, not just as black, but black and white. Um, it just, it, it permeates everything. When you really think about systemic racism, it really permeates everything for all sides of the conversation. And when white people say it has to stop, that's how we end this. That's, that's how right. we end it. When white people say it has to stop, that's how we end this. White people need to take a risk and speak up because people of color in our community have no choice but to take that risk. They're at risk just by existing and that disadvantages all of us. There are a lot of ways that racism is showing up in our schools, not just in slurs. Students of color are more likely to live in poorer neighborhoods and go to schools with fewer resources than those in primarily white neighborhoods. They're also more likely to be harshly punished and suspended than white students are. And they're unlikely to be taught by teachers of color as there are currently far fewer than there ought to be in Fayette County. All of these issues need to be addressed because they're not singular issues. They all stem from racism. On a positive note, a few of us met with a member of the school board recently, and we now know we have support within the school to fix these problems. So if you'd like to learn more about how to get involved, you can go to facebook.com slash surge and like and follow our page. Um, we meet the second Tuesday of every month at 6 p.m. at Wild Fig Books and Coffee, and everybody is welcome. So tune in next week to hear what Kentuckians for the Commonwealth have been up to. Thank you for listening to Power to the People Radio.